Welcome to another edition of Evan Makovsky's podcast. And on today's edition, I am pleased to be joined by Joe Cohen. He is the man of many titles. He is the chief marketing <laughs> officer and the chief communications officer at Axis. Joe, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good, Evan. And it's great to talk to you. I know that it's uh, it's been 20 years since we last connected, so it's just wonderful to uh, to you know have a dialogue happening again. That's exactly right. We went to uh, Syracuse University together. We were broadcast journalism majors at the Newhouse School. Let's start with your uh, job. What does Access do? Can you explain that to the public? Sure. So Access is a it's a global insurance company, and we specialize in. Well, we're, we, we're expert at specialty insurance and reinsurance. So for Axis, we're a mid-sized player, and we compete against all of the um, large insurance companies that you've heard of that are out there. Um, and as a mid-sized player, we we tend to choose which markets we do want to compete in, and, and there's others that we don't. So for Axis, we tend to... Um, uh, focus on areas where we're either a top five to a top 15 player in uh, or leader in those categories. And it's everything from established areas like aviation and marine cargo and construction and uh, excess and surplus to emerging areas of risk. And just by the nature of our size and the expertise of our people, we're able to pivot into these emerging areas quicker than some of our competitors. So we're a top five global leader in renewable energy, and we're a top five global leader in cyber. Um, I should also note that Axis is prim uh, predominantly B2B, so a lot of our work is with other uh, other companies. And um, as I noted, we're an international organization, so we have offices throughout the world. You've been with Access for several years now. How did the opportunity come about, Joe? Yeah, sure. So um, at the time I had, well, I, I guess I could set it up by talking a little bit about my career path. I had uh, cut my teeth on the agency side of the business, and I had worked both in the corporate side and in the consumer marketing side. And of my 15 years at MWW, which was the PR firm that I, I worked at, I had spent the first 10 years in Corpcom, and then um, eventually I, I did more and more work kind of as a hybrid doing consumer and corporate. And, and by the time I left, I was a, an SVP in the consumer marketing practice. And I wound up going from there to Kind, the company that makes Kind bars and Kind snacks. And I ran their communications for two years. And then I was recruited to go to Axis, which, of course, is an insurance company. So the connective thread between all of those uh, different roles and opportunities is that I tended to be drawn towards companies um, where there was an opportunity to build and to help grow something. So back when I joined MWW, I was young, but part of what was appealing about the firm was that it was this shop that was relatively small, but that was growing. And by the time I left, I was part of the team that helped establish MWW as a best-in-class mid-sized firm. Similarly, when I joined Kind, it was a company that was rapidly growing and disrupting the snack space and that was a leader in uh, the purpose space. And by the time I left, I was just proud to be a part of a team that really um, made Kind of a force in the snack category um, and and uh, basically a brand that was recognized as a leader in in purpose, you know, again, in purpose, e even more so than, than it had been. So um, with 
access, part of what was appealing about that opportunity was that it was a chance to help build a a function. At the time I was coming in as CCO, build a function for a established international company. And um, at that point, I had been working in the consumer space for a while and in the food space for a while, and I was ready to change it up and do something differently. And I could say that almost five years later, it's, you know, it's a fantastic decision. I love access. You know, clearly it's created a lot of opportunities, having a chance to also oversee the marketing, but it's just a field that is where the work is so intellectually stimulating and there's an excitement to, uh, to the field that a lot of people don't know about. So uh, that's a long answer, but hopefully that's helpful, Evan. It is helpful. We're speaking with Joe Cohen. He's the chief marketing officer and chief communications officer at Axis. One follow-up there. You said you came in as a CCO. How did you get uh, the CMO tag added to your resume, so to speak, or your position? Sure. So we made a strategic decision within Axis to combine the functions and something that that frankly has been going on in the marketing and communications industry for a long time, for certainly well over a decade, you could even argue much longer than that, is that the lines have been blurring between the disciplines. And I think that social media really, um, when social media went mainstream in, you know, you could say between 2006 and 2010, you started to see a tremendous blurring of the lines between what fell in the traditional comms bucket and what fell in the marketing bucket. And at Axis, what we noticed is that we had these two different teams that were doing some parallel work, and there was just a much better opportunity to have strategic alignment and to maximize the impact of our work by joining everything together. And now we're a fully integrated team. So we have the way our team is set up is we've got three different pillars and each of those pillars include marketing and communications professionals. And uh, it's been about a year and a half since we combined the functions. And so far, it's been very impactful in a positive way. Joe, so that's go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so, so that's so that was the rationale behind it. Um, so, so hopefully I answered the question effectively. Joe, what are your day to day duties for access? Sure. So in my role, naturally, I've got more of a strategic role, and it includes oversight of branding and brand positioning, everything that would go in the traditional marketing space, advertising, media, digital, um, you know, uh, media and media buying within that. And then, of course, corporate communications, reputation, issues management, um, investor relations in partnership with our head of IAR, and then also um, – uh, internal communications, which we work in partnership with our HR team, but the internal comms is let out of our function. So for me, uh, the day-to-day work is providing strategic guidance, oversight over all of those different areas. Um, what I would say as far as what's really absorbing uh, much of my focus now, which transcends all of that work, is that we're, like virtually every organization, we're transitioning now from the uh from the forced digital environment that's accompanied the pandemic into this hybrid environment where you have people beginning to return to work you have uh consumers starting to go out there we're, we're a b2b company but there's you know you're seeing business transact in some of the more traditional ways such as face-to-face meetings events whereas there hadn't been much of that for a while and um 
you know, there's this there's this shift and and there's this next normal coming and we're still understanding what that's going to look like, where it's probably going to be a combination of the way things were and the way things are uh, now. So a lot of my work as it relates to all of those areas, how are we going to market to our customers? How are we going to communicate to our internal off uh, to our con- internal stakeholders? How are we going to approach all of our communications with other audiences? Um, that's a lot of my work right now is focused in helping us navigate that transition. How are your communications duties specifically tied to the financial industry? Can you give any examples? Is there compliance involved? Um, so uh, as it relates to compliance, the short answer is absolutely. So insurance is a heavily regulated field. Um, the products that we market, we we need to be compliant not just with one set of regulations, but with many. So as an international company, we've got different rules and different regulations for different audiences in all the different countries where we where we transact business. In addition to that, something that's interesting about the United States is that you have a different regulatory environment in every single state. So another 50, another 50 different uh, sets of regulatory uh, you know, uh, regulatory provisions and and policies and, and whatnot to navigate. So for my team, particularly the the work that's more in the traditional marketing space, there's uh, a significant need to make sure that we're compliant, that we're following the right guidelines, and that we're also able to do everything we can within those frameworks to communicate our messages and differentiate ourselves. So there's a huge part of our work is, um, is helping to operate within that, you know, within that framework or those frameworks, I should say. How did you Um, go ahead finish? Yeah. Something else that I should note there is that it's a very dynamic environment too. And really worldwide, you have everything from, you know, we're still feeling the impacts of Brexit, within the UK and and the different impacts on the European Union. Um, There's a lot of changes that are happening in real time um, in the United States, some brought on by the changing of the presidential administrations, others that are just the nature of change and constant revisiting of regulations. And there's also a lot of changes happening in other parts of the world. Uh, So so uh, we're really in a constant state of of evolution. What, What I should also note is something that is a particularly exciting piece of work. And our CEO was actually on a panel with the United Nations and the World Bank this morning speaking about it, is we're involved in uh, efforts that are being led through the UN and the World Bank to help bring insurance to businesses in developing nations. And a part of it is making sure that they have the right infrastructure, the right regulatory um, structures, and the right model. So that way they're able to close insurance gaps, as they're called, and enable businesses to get started by being insured. So that's an area of business opportunity. And there's also just an opportunity to contribute to a more stronger, sustainable world by being a part of that. So I'm sorry, Evan, I jumped in. You were about to ask a question. It's no apology necessary. Joe Cohen, he is the CMO and CCO at Access. You mentioned... uh, you know, arrangements coming back as far as back to the office and whatnot. So how did the company's work arrangements change during the pandemic? And what is the current status specifically of them right now regarding working from home or any other measures? 
Yeah, so things changed drastically um, for us as it did for a lot of other companies, uh, probably virtually every company. So as it, I guess we could start first by just speaking about the internal impacts. So for us, we very quickly went fully virtual. Um, fortunately, we had invested in our technological capabilities, so it was relatively seamless for us to bring everything online. Uh, what was what was different is that we have a, a culture, both as it relates to business and our organizational culture, where there's a lot of face-to-face interaction. Um, so changing to all virtual meetings all the time was, was an adjustment, but we made it in our productivity and, and also a lot of our uh, people engagement metrics went up as far as uh, motivation, uh, uh, collaboration, transparency. People uh, believe that we were operating with more transparency because we were so focused on communicating and communicating in a real um in real open way during, you know, not just during that period, but it's something that we're continuing to do and we want to build on the progress that we made. So anyway, going fully virtual was part of it. Something that we also did as it became clear that this was going to be, uh, you know, something that we'd be facing in the long term was we invested in um, uh, setting in providing all of our colleagues, which is how we, how we, the, the word we use for employees, all of our colleagues, we wanted them to have uh, proper home office equipment. So we gave everyone stipends to get um, uh, ergonomically appropriate uh, equipment for home to get the necessary technological equipment. So we made some of those changes. Um, in addition to that, we, as it relates to the way we market, whereas in the past, a lot of our business would be done through in-person broker meetings and events and trade shows and different, uh, not even just events that are like conferences, but events that we organize ourselves, we, we had to change our approach. So we shifted to virtual marketing and began to do virtual events and come up with other creative ways to engage our brokers and clients through digital channels. And um, the good news is that, as I noted, our productivity has has been strong. We've been growing our business um, fortunately, we're, we're in a good spot. We're coming off a particularly good quarter. So everything has been working out and we've been able to adapt at the same time. I think a lot of people are looking forward to being able to be back in the office and interact with their colleagues and friends and, and also clients and business partners where there's certainly very deep relationships. Joe, you uh, alluded to this early. You worked on the agency side of PR. Yeah. I would say two-part question here. What is the difference between the corporate side and the agency side? And obviously you work for Kind, so Access isn't your first um, gig on that, but why the switch to the corporate side? There is rumors that the money is better. Um, (laughs) Well, what what I'll say is that it's it's a different game. So it's, you know, it's the same skill sets in a lot of ways. And it's and of course, there's aspects of the work that are very similar. But when you're on the agency side, you're when you're on the agency side, you're able to learn a lot. And the work is exciting because you're working on so many clients and with so many different businesses. And when you're doing new business pitches, there's kind of the thrill of the competition. So what I would say is that I think particularly during the during the early part of your career. And for me, it was the first 15 years. Having a chance to work on the agency side allows you to broaden your perspective 
get a range of experiences, get opportunities to work with different people and different leaders and learn different best practices and and then began to um, formulate your own beliefs as it relates to how to approach communications, how to approach approach brand positioning and, you know, marketing and other other disciplines by learning from, you know, just by by having this immersive experience and learning from so many different uh, you know, areas. What I would say also is that it's um it, it's an environment which is which has a different type of intensity. And part of it is juggling so much all the time. When you go corporate, you're able to go much deeper into the business. You're much more focused on a specific, um, on obviously a specific company um, and a specific category or, or set of categories or set of verticals. And what I, what I would note is that there's a, there's a misnomer that when you go in-house, it's kind of cushy, and after being in the intense agency environment, it's 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 smoother. What I would say is, going in-house, if you're going to do the job right, you're working very very hard. I, I believe that it's a little bit different in that in the agency world, there's there's more unpredictability, whereas you never know if you know if you're managing many different clients, uh, you never know when crises could happen and you could have multiple happening simultaneously, which could also happen in house. Of course, um, you can't predict if you have multiple, uh, new business presentations happening, uh, sometimes at the same time. And, and it's, it, it's hard to predict on the corporate side. Of course, there's an aspect of unpredictability to everything, but you, but you have a better sense of the rhythms of the business, um, uh, with with understanding that in this field, there's always going to be randomness. Now, what I would say is that when you go in-house, there's more of an expectation that you are going to be that, um, not only are you going to be a strategic counselor, but you're the decision maker in a lot of areas. And the CEO is relying on you to give guidance, to give strong guidance, and to have a lot of conviction. And that's something that you really... Um, are learning to do at a much higher level than you did at the agency side. You're doing that on the agent side, side, but it's different when you're in-house. And uh, what I, I, you know, I've had positive experiences doing both. I love what I'm doing now. I think that um, fortunately, I would say in both parts of the business, if you work hard and do a good job, you know, you could you could make a good living. But I think that it's, but I think that's not about that. It should be about is the work the most fulfilling. Um, it, it, does it give you an emotional paycheck where you enjoy what you're doing every day and you enjoy the people you're working with? And, and you know, I think also, are you constantly learning and, and getting quality experiences? And if you're able to do that, then whether it's in-house or on the corporate side, you know, I, I think you want to look at your job or whatever position you're holding at a given moment through multiple, uh, through multiple lenses. You mentioned this out the top, out of college. Um, you worked as an FM jock. You didn't mention that, yeah. but you mentioned that we were both broadcast journalism majors at Syracuse University at the Newhouse School of Communications. Why did you get out of broadcasting after a year of prying it professionally? Yeah, I mean, well, it, the reality is that it wasn't something that was a a, a decision that I made coming out of school. I I had been working as as a hip hop DJ <laughs> during my senior year of college and professionally at a, at this local FM station, Power 102, and it was great and I loved it. And they offered me a job out of school to be operations manager and to keep my on air shift. And I was 
doing it. I was going to do it. I had some family obligations back home that I needed to, uh, I just needed to be present at home for. So I wound up looking for a job that I thought would be a temporary job. And my plan was to always go back and pursue my career as a hip hop DJ. And I wound up working at MWW and one thing led to another and I decided I didn't want to leave. And it was such a great experience that I you know, wound up being there 15 years. And I think what was the pivotal moment that kept me there was my first year, I was assigned to be the publicist for Michael Kempner, who's the CEO. And that, that just kind of flipped things. And it was amazing to work one-on-one with him and to learn from him. And, you know, I thought, well, you know, I could do this a little bit longer. And then, you know, before I knew it, I was so vested. I, like I said, I didn't want to go. So what's next for Joe Cohen? Uh, well, I mean, I'm focused on the present, Evan. So I love what I'm doing. I love access. I'm privileged that I have a fantastic team and, you know, I'm I'm focused on the present. What's next is, you know, continuing to work very hard to support access and to help make sure that we're doing what we need to to advance our business objectives. Joe Cohen, Chief Marketing Officer, Chief Communications Officer at Axis. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much for the time. Hey, thanks, Evan. It's fantastic speaking to you. Uh, I wonder where Professor Bob Lissett is these days. That's what I really <laughs> want to know. He had a uh, interesting demeanor, just kind of. Uh, oh, I love him. I love a little Bob mellow, a little cynical, but there was. Uh, he was a good guy, no doubt about it. If Bob Lissett is listening, I want to catch up with you. <laughs> okay. I'd love to talk to Bob there, Lissett. Let's see if we can track him down. All right, Joe, thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.